Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This is how weather came. They were out in it, the two of them, yelling and laughing till they choked on the rain. Then they were quiet, just standing in it. Dust to mud under their feet and the smell of wet pulling up memories like fish. Lee fell against Frank and he licked rain off her and she tugged him down by his dripping hair. I bloody told you, he said with his mouth on hers. Didn't I tell you we weren't going anywhere? Yeah? Well, it better stop soon or it's going to wash everything away. You're a hard woman to please. They danced a bit. Tried to. Slow mud circles. The two of them stuck together. She couldn't tell if it was his hair plastered against her forehead or her own. Then he turned his face up to the rain, grinning. Let's go and get her. They'd talked about it before tried to imagine what it would be like for Mattie the first time. And Lee could hear his regret that she wasn't with them now. But she wanted to go inside with him, wet like they were. Pulled him towards the door with her hands at his belt. And then, over his shoulder, she saw Mattie running down the driveway towards them, running hard through the rain like it was falling only on her, like it was something to shelter from. When she got close enough, Lee saw that she was crying and she felt a flash of irritation that her child was having this reaction and not the one they'd imagined for her. It's all right, she said. We talked about this. You don't have to be scared of it. But Matty shook her head. That wasn't it. Frank turned around. What's wrong, Beansprout? And Matty said, Robbie went past the bend and he won't come back. They knew she was with Robbie because they were always together. Five and six. He was the Gunjamies boy, a quicksilver kid with a light in his eyes you couldn't account for when you looked at his parents. But Matty knew. She and Robbie lived for the same things. Matches and pocket knives and secret hideouts and gone all day in the bush with the dog. When they were together, you couldn't break in. His fast grin was just for her. Lee thought they were at the Genjamies, and Rosie and Carl thought they were with Lee. They'd been playing in the stormwater pipe for weeks, and nobody knew. And they, Matty and Robbie, they didn't know what it was, what it was for. Who would have thought to tell them? Neither of them had ever seen the rain. The grill in the road had rusted. That was how they managed to lever it up and drop down into the crawl space. A narrow concrete tunnel opened out into the space and another one, a bit wider, led off from it again under the road, 
Robbie said it had been a prison cell. He said the prisoners had been starved till they got so skinny they escaped through the bigger tunnel. They crouched down and looked inside. You could see for maybe five metres before the light ran out. Robbie said it led to a bank vault or an old, rich baddie's house. They could only just fit in one at a time. They had to get down flat on their stomachs and wriggle forward over dead leaves and bottle tops, single file into the dark, using their elbows and scrabbling with their feet for grip. The noises they made turned weird in the tunnel, muffled and magnified. Their voices buzzed back off the concrete like they were robots. At the end of the first section, there was a chink in the slab above them where a tiny piece of sky came in. The tunnel angled in from the bend, and when Matty looked ahead, the darkness was complete and open. Robbie breathed on her feet. He said, What's the next bit? They came back with a torch, taking turns, daring each other to go a bit further past the bend every time. They held the torch in their teeth and did their initials with chalk to prove how far they'd been. They brought down bits of blanket and lollies and warm leftover school sandwiches. There wasn't much rubbish further in, just sand and grit. They were looking for a door or a hatch, but the concrete continued smooth. Matty thought maybe the tunnel led to the sea, or the other end of the world, or space. Fat stacks of cash, Robbie hooted, and they whispered it over and over, bouncing the words between them until they collapsed in a closed loop of hysteria. Nerodin had been a big producer for the whole of West, and it kept producing, even during the drought. Fourteen years without rain. For those fourteen years, the town relied on the Lou Mackenzie pipeline that ran underground, 350 kilometres northwest from the desalination plant at Valiant. State government set the water allowance for the producing regions. It was never enough. Salinity got worse and worse, but the growers kept adapting. People were growing all kinds of things under glass. Whatever there was a demand for in Valiant, or in the nations inside the external border. Millet, like Carl and Rosie. Sorghum, some of the modified wheat strains. The sheep container operation was a disaster. But the Yabby farm in the old Bickley Dam did well, once they got the salt levels right for breeding. And then the homegrown corporation selected Nerodin for a saltwater greenhouse. Tomatoes first. Demand for luxuries like that was steady inside the XB nations. But if tomatoes worked out, they planned to expand. Homegrown had a big operation on the west coast, but the howlers off the ocean were getting worse, so they were looking inland. Nerodin had the population and the infrastructure and a lot of local experience with greenhouse growing. It was right on the highway too. Frank had an old school friend who was a homegrown engineer. She told them that first greenhouse would create more than 200 jobs once it got up and running. There was a feeling in the town then that Nerodin was going to make it. Weather would keep changing, but they would change along with it. Homegrown started building their own pipeline across from their desalination plant on the coast. So there were construction jobs, security jobs. Overnight, half the town was working for company. Frank was jubilant. He said once they had a company contract and a private pipeline, 
They wouldn't need to go begging State to turn the water up. State would be coming to them. Carl and Rosie felt the same kind of optimism. They sat on one of their verandas at dusk, drinking and making plans, while Robbie and Matty played dead squid or climbed the jam tree. If they could increase their water allocation, buying direct from company, Carl and Rosie figured they could double their millet production in three years, maybe start selling to the XB nations. Frank's engineer mate had told them Homegrown would build the solar tower next. That was more specialised, but there'd be some jobs there too. At first, the raids on the water pipeline weren't a bad thing. Homegrown doubled the security, started paying risk money, When Lee heard about it, she thought she could see where this was going. But Frank believed hard enough for both of them. Meriden's not going anywhere, he said. Have a bit of faith. It was just after four o'clock when the air turned thick and electric. Matty and Robbie didn't feel it. They'd been down in the pipe for nearly an hour, ever since school finished. They didn't see the sky fatten like a bruise, bringing people out of buildings and sheds to look up and remember. Matty was at the bend, and Robbie was up ahead in the dark. He'd just yelled back that he'd passed her chalk mark when she wet herself. She hadn't known until right then that she needed to go. She lay in her hot pee, breathing it in, knowing Robbie would have to slide back through it, and she was completely overwhelmed by shame. She started the slow backward shuffle without telling him she was leaving. Her undies and the front of her T-shirt were soaked and her elbows were raw and stinging from the concrete. What did she think when she came backwards out of the pipe into the heavy purple light? Did the world smell changed? How did she make sense of the water from the sky, like something leaking, the noise of it? She told them she'd called to Robbie down the tunnel, but she couldn't even hear her own voice. And then the water fell in. They searched, all the neighbours, everyone who hadn't been evacuated. The roads were underwater, rain still belting down and they could hear it roaring in the drains beneath their feet. They nearly lost Rosie trying to climb down there. Frank had to drag her out and hold her. Someone brought a concrete cutter and Lee and Carl tried to dig up the road right there to cut through the pipe. The hole they made filled up with mud and Carl dug in it with his empty hands. The soil was fragile from drought. Hills and banks collapsed, greenhouses wrecked, stock stranded and drowned, whole districts evacuated. By the time the RFA got through and put a camera down the pipe, everybody knew what they were looking for. They pulled him out of the Dearly River two days later. His throat was full of mud, and one fist was shut tight over torn fingernails. He was holding a 20-cent piece that had been out of circulation for decades. The rain was done by then. What they call a river by habit bloomed briefly and then drained back into the dry stock route it had been for all the time Lee had lived there. Homegrown pulled the plug on the greenhouse, shifted the whole operation south. Rosie and Carl left Nerodin a few months later. Their millet was ruined anyway. Lee had known them more than ten years, Frank since primary school, but they didn't say goodbye. 
and Lee thought that was right. She couldn't look at them without a sense of relief that made it difficult to stand. Rosie told her something, though. The one time they talked after Robbie drowned. They were standing on the veranda because Rosie hadn't asked her to sit. She said she'd decided to keep going for Carl. But that one big, hard-won choice wasn't enough. It was undone in every still moment by a sucking black hole under her feet and all she wanted to do was fall. The only way she knew to fight it was to keep deciding over and over again. Everything's a decision now, she said, opening my eyes, putting clothes on, eating, answering the door. Nothing just happens. Leaving was a decision for Rosie. For most people, it just happened. Because after the flood came howlers so vicious that the first smell of rain made you freeze up. Came the drought again, and then wildfire. Within two years, everyone was gone. When Lee and Frank and Matty walked south, all that was left of Neridan was the pub and the old school building. But Robbie was the town's first real victim, their inadequate offering against what was coming. When Lee tried to talk to Maddie about it, she shouted and pushed her away, ran out of the room. After a while, Lee didn't try anymore. But Frank said Maddie asked him one question. Where will Robbie wait for me? And Lee was glad it was Frank, because she didn't know the answer. She never did once since Matty was born. There was no future, but they went and had her anyway. Like Rosie and Carl had Robbie. Robbie, who was the other part of Matty. As close to a brother as you could get. But she saw that they couldn't save him. Nobody could. What Lee knew, what she understood before Frank, was the size of weather and that they, with their fire breaks and desalination plants and early warning systems and safe rooms, they couldn't withstand it. Nobody could. All they could do was try to keep their kids alive and look for somewhere safer. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.